Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. The mind can play a tremendous influence on your performance, whether it be golf or you name it. I don't care what it is. If you go in with the proper background, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you go in with the proper background and the proper mental state, the odds are you're going to come out successfully. Taking you beyond the ropes. I refuse to give up on life, even though it's been it's been bumpy. You get back up and do it. I know you can. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your friends to be the best person you can be. Unforgettable stories. Say Elaine for us. Yes. <laughs> Elaine, you're out on your patoot. Go spend a week in the Yakavongo Delta. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? How are you? Pleasure to have your company on this Wednesday. We're live from the RSM Classic again today. We're here in the Terrace Room, this beautiful lodge. Uh, it's kind of like a an English hunting lodge would be the way I would describe it. Everything is very dark wood and the, and the furniture out in the main room where they have this massive fireplace that's crackling away this morning because it was about... When we got here today, today, as you know, is the, the Pro-Am, and it's massive. It's the largest Pro-Am on the PGA Tour, incidentally. And so the, the logs were crackling away in the fireplace, and there was all this buzz of activity going on as people getting ready to go. It was about 42, 43 degrees this morning, but it's expected to crest at 66 later on today. I did, incidentally, see the weather forecast around the country. I think Chicago is expected to get coming up. Over eight inches of snow, if you can believe that, which only is said, Dom just said, in my headset, only accentuates how beautiful it is where we are and what we're doing. Yeah, Dom says, should go to StreamSong. Do we tell the world yet that it's officially out there, Dom, that people can we've sign told up? It, the, we've told them in various the, capacities wicked, on many of our platforms, but not officially, I don't think, on the program. No. All right, officially on the program, then. The Wicked Epic Kegabash 4 of February it's a, it is 8, a go. 5 through 9 <laughs> is a go. And I don't know how full it is in, in through those various mediums that you've released it, but I think it has been uh, probably pretty heavily uh, reacted to already. I don't know. Uh, do you it's, have any it's idea? It's pretty full, but, Matt, but, but let me tell you something. We yes. always, there's always room for one more. There's always some way to work yeah, around yeah, we'll, it. So. We'll figure it out. You want to go uh, make, a, make a phone call. Streamsongresort.com slash Matt Adams. Uh, is the place to go. I also sent out uh, one of our digital magazines yesterday, Matt, with a lot of information. If you if you get that or receive that, you can just go to fairwayslife.com and sign up for that. It's free. Just type your address in. Uh, okay. And, and you, that'll I have the link on it, too. you sent something out on your Twitter, didn't you? I did, yeah. I sent a picture of some guy shoveling snow, and I was like, if you've had enough <laughs> of this. Don't do this. Go here. Yeah. <laughs> then it was some beautiful pictures of the course and saying that you want to have that as well. So anyway, things are going well. We had a lot of fun last night at the draw party. Is actually at Davis and Robin Love's house. They set this huge tent up alongside of their home, and, and it was really fun. Uh, there's there's a number of celebrities playing in the tournament today as well, uh, one of whom is going to be joining us in just a little while on the program. I did get a chance to see uh, Joel Damon, but, Dom, I don't know if you knew. I don't know if he knew. He's off at 7 a.m. this morning, so we won't be seeing Joel stopping by today, but maybe Mark Harbert. Anybody else you think that's uh, in the offing that might stop by just so, we're, so we know? There's a lot of people that could possibly stop by. <laughs> all right. As all you right, said, because it's a pro-am day, right, 
And because it's a huge, one of the biggest pro-ams, if not the biggest pro-am, it's very busy. There's a, like you said, there's a lot of hustle and bustle going around. So a lot of these guys that will touch base with players who are in the field, I'll say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And they're like, I don't know about anything. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so Andy, sometimes Andy it works, Bossman, sometimes it doesn't. We'll see about that as well. Andy Bossman, who is our on-site correspondent this week, is going to be checking in from the golf course because he's out there playing today. Uh, I think he's with Scott Stylin, the president of Sea Island. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they're with uh, – Scott's going to be with us tomorrow. Dom just reminded me. I think they're with Zach Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see. Uh, Donna's with me. Donna, it, make sure I say the, say your last name. Is it uh, Sharapa. Sharapa? I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Good thing you jumped in. Great Lakes market leader from RSN. I would have said Skyarapa. And what you said. Sharapa. Sharapa. Is that is that Italian? It is. Oh, all right. See, Tom, you should have known that. You should have told me that. Tom's in there going, <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, Donna. What do you do for RSM? I'm the Great Lakes market leader. So I'm responsible for uh, the offices in Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, and a new office we opened up in Michigan. And what do you do when you're in charge of, you kind of oversee all the operations, everything that they've got going on? Because those are some massive regions. Yep. Growth, culture, um, operations, uh, focus a lot on people development. I help our help on the growth side as well. It's uh, it's a, it's enjoy it very much. And where are you based out of? I live in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, you're going to get some snow. That's too, what right? I, that's what I heard. Seems awfully early for the. Yeah, it's too early. For it's snow. too early. I mean, I saw pictures and. From because obviously there's a lot of people here from Chicago. I saw right. pictures from Halloween with snow on the ground. And, oh, blizzard! It was uh, a blizzard. That is a lot. When you talk about the culture of RSM and working on the culture, how do you define that? Well, I think it's. I mean, it's really about our values. Yeah. And so I know Joe talked about those last night. And a big part of our um, a big part of our values is stewardship. So I think about um, you know. The money that we raised for Birdies for Love last night, and the, how about that? I the know. The world doesn't know yet. You, you might as well break oh, the news. It was yep. a record total raised. What three over three point eight million dollars? Three point eight million. I know it's really exciting. And it, from twenty fourteen to here, we were now sitting here in twenty nineteen. It went from two hundred thousand dollars to three point eight plus million. Yes, we raised over seventeen million dollars um, over these ten years since we've been part of the classic. It's really, um, it's really exciting. Uh, we love the fact that we're able to give money back to local and national charities, and uh, it, there's, it's very fulfilling. Is that a reflection of this culture that we're talking about, that you know, you have tens of thousands <clears throat> of associates at, uh, with RSM? Right. Is that reflective of the culture that they buy in as much as they have and they make this significant a difference? Absolutely. Our, we find that our employees get really excited about um, giving back to their communities. And, you know, we started our foundation a few years ago, and – um, the, while the Birdies for Love is uh, our biggest giving opportunity and certainly the um, the most activity, we also give we also have several other things. We have a great program called Dollars for Doers, so it's it's really pretty fun. So as an employee, you can go work at or volunteer at a charity of your choice, and our foundation will match your time with dollars back to that charity. Oh my so, gosh! So it really gets our employees engaged at a very young age, and also at a community level. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that kind of gets them going. And then Birdies for Love just kind of builds from there. And they, they love the – there's a big sense of pride uh, for our employees when they know that they're helping out 
these really um, important charities. I, you know, it's funny you said there's a big sense of pride, and, I'm, and I obviously am sure there is. <clears throat> I also got a little bit of a sense that there's also a sense of competition. Am uh, I am I reading that correctly? Oh, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's um, the the offices compete with each other to see who who raises more, and uh, you know we the, the, it's it's fun because. Uh, our foundation matches the local uh, employee contributions, so they're always vying for the the leaderboard and who's ahead, uh, which of the large offices are ahead, which of the smaller offices are ahead, and it's it's pretty fun. They they really get all bought in, and the partners do some really fun things. They do um, a lot of times they do a pie in the face contest, and the employees will pay a lot of money to uh, put a pie in the face of their uh, their bosses. <laughs> And it raises a ton of money. It's great. It's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. It's it's quite classy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you horrible hairy beast, Dominic. The BFL program uh, that you have with the tour, which stands for Birdies for Love, which we've been discussing, has been immensely successful. And it's the first chance that we have to kind of give people a glimpse in, other than what I was saying when we came on, about how special last night was, that they have this massive tent on the property of, of Davis Love and his wife Robin's home. And then we have this huge draw party, and you guys do the reveal of, of what's going on with Birdies for Love, and there's food there, and there's bars set up there, and it's all part of the excitement that leads to where we are right now, which is you can feel the buzz and feel the excitement and the enthusiasm people because there's golf going on on the two courses that surround us here at Sea Island. It's almost as if, Donna, you guys have this perfect storm of – where we are, what we're doing, a major sporting event in the world of golf. And on top of that, you've got this vehicle that's good for your branding. It's good for your, your partner and your client relationships, but it's also good from a philanthropic standpoint and that it's actually changing lives. I mean, you're ticking all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's nice of you to say. I mean, we certainly feel that way. We feel like, uh, um, you know, the, we've got a great culture, lots of momentum, uh, and we're I would I would agree with you. It's a great way to put it. It's it's got to make you feel good. It makes me feel great. Very proud to be part of this firm. I've been here a long time and uh, love how our people are developing and growing. Love helping our clients. Love. It's great to have our clients here. It's an incredible experience for them and um, gives us time to get to even know them on, on a more personal level while they're awesome. here too. Absolutely awesome. Thank you for spending a few moments Thank you. with us Thank you. It was today. a pleasure. Absolute delight to okay, see great. you as ever. As you can hear, we're live here from the RSM Classic. Laura Shen and Chris Waddell are just – I've noticed you guys have just made your way, and I'm going to have you jump right in today because we've got uh, guests stacked up against guests, and I'm going to have that because we were talking about this theme with Donna – and so whichever one of you wants the headset and then uh, well, the other one can grab this this uh, mic right over here. Here. Chris, why don't you grab this one right over here and then we crank this microphone up. You can hear us doing it all live as we go. So big night for you guys last night. We were talking about the big reveal at the Pro-Am Draw Party at Davis Love the Third's house. You guys are the national co-chairs for the Birdies for Love campaign. How much what when you when you were given this great honor, how much were you looking at a steep grade and saying, "Man, we got to climb this mountain," and now you sit here the next day in the glow of having accomplished what you did? I mean, honestly, you know, last year coming in and doing this and seeing how much we raised, it was, it was like, "Wow, how are we ever going to?" What was last year's numbers? So last year we came in at 
2.8 million. And that was a record as it was for last year. We're saying, you know, how are we going to surpass that for this year? We're barely going to, we're barely going to make it past that. And then this year, you know, we're sitting here and we're like, holy cow, there's a check presentation for 3.8 million. This is absolutely incredible. (laughs) You know, we would not have been able to do this without the, the help and the support of all of our colleagues and our friends and family and our clients. It's amazing. Chris, did, 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 was there a point? I realized, you know, when it was the end of the game, you, you can see it coming. But was there a point during this process where as it was happening, you were like, oh, my gosh, we're on record pace? So it's funny you say that. We, we kind of would look at each other or send emails, texts, whatever, throughout the campaign to kind of check ourselves and be like, are we looking at this the right way? Are we adding <laughs> up? The, are we making a mistake? Because we did. We saw the momentum across the board, employees, partners, clients, family, friends, everybody was upping their game this year. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what this is all about. Our people embrace it. They see this as something, you know, extension of their own stewardship and, you know, their ability to not only show up and represent our clients well, but, you know, do good for the communities around them. You know, it's when you talk about doing good for the communities around them, uh, we know from the Birdies for Love campaign on the tour side and what happened with Cameron Champ, and, and I'll just kind of summarize the story quickly, where they needed $300,000 to buy the golf course where he grew up, uh, learning to play and wanting to introduce the game of golf and the virtues of the same to kids who might not otherwise have the resources to be a part of it. And he ends up winning Birdies for Love, which was hap- happened to be $300,000 for his foundation. It's amazing when this takes place. How much have you guys had the opportunity where when you put forth an effort, you have a goal in mind, and in any way or form that it's achieved, exceeded or otherwise, it actually touches real lives. It's not just about the effort anymore. It's about souls that get enhanced by the, the, by the same. Have you been able to see and feel that firsthand? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, the great thing is that, yes, we're national co-leaders, so we get those little bits of stories from everybody. Um, But I'm still a local advocate for the charity that we support in Baltimore. Uh, So we – What is that? So we support United Way of Central Maryland. Good. Um, They have great programs catered towards youth and families that are in need. And so I get that personal feel. Uh, but also the greater perspective of featuring different schools across the country or uh, institutions that are, are doing things that, just like you said, it, it, the timing lines up and the funding's there, and they can do amazing things with it. What do you do for Arsa? So I'm a manager in our auto practice, focusing uh, with financial auto services. Work. Auto practice? <laughs> I wish. Audit work. Oh, audit practice. Yes. Oh, I didn't do an work. auditor. All right, fine. You're an auditor. <laughs> you got to get them to count those bins. That's right. That's what <laughs> everybody what, says. What do you do for us? I'm a supervisor in our credits, incentives, and methods practice. Uh, we focus on research and development tax credits. Lovely. Now, did you also have the opportunity to see your efforts and how they impact people directly? Yeah, absolutely. So out of the Atlanta office this year, we supported East Lake Foundation. Um, oh, and so how we cool were, was that? <laughs> yeah, more golf-related ones. Um, but, we, you know, we were really able to – we actually had the opportunity to go out in um, golf with some of – you know, the kids that are going through the first T program and, and getting to learn those opportunities. We have, you know, uh, the executives like coming in and actually talking to us and, and showing us, you know, the impact that we have on our local communities. So it really is amazing. Do you, is there a legacy that you guys hope, aside from this record total that you have raised, is there a legacy that you hope to leave in the efforts that you have now provided? 
Yeah, I mean, I think at, at the end of the day, what it comes down to, it's not about, you know, the the number. It's not about the dollars raised. It's about that spirit of giving and the stewardship values and, and really kind of leaving that mark behind on our fellow employees. Um, and you know, all the leadership and everyone, all the clients and people that come out here, it's really, it's really getting them to understand how important it is to give back to our communities. And I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, Chris, did you have anything to add to that? Or, or? the only thing I, I would say is that <clears throat> this program in particular is great because I think it connects every single person in our firm from new staff all the way up to the executives. They can get engaged in this program because of how robust and, and successful it is. Tough question for you. The next threshold. I know. You know where I'm going? <laughs> I do because that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> can, can we bring this to an even wider audience? Can we increase the circle of giving through through people outside of just the firm and clients? Hey, I think that's the goal. I was talking to Andy about it last night, and it's something that – is top of mind because obviously we have great momentum. We're trying to figure out to t how can we take this even you know to the next level, um, and I think there's the opportunity there. There's people uh, all around the golf game that obviously would support. Dude, you better climb out of that dusty bin because I think it's time for you guys to take this by the horns yeah. and bring <laughs> it to the next level. That's the campaign that I'm promoting. I appreciate that. Stand behind it. <laughs> Thank you for your efforts. Thank, Thank you. you for what you guys have done. Aside from any other discussions, this, like I said, has a real impact on real human beings in your communities and at large, and it's unbelievable what you accomplished. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. $3.8-plus million. You guys enjoy the rest of the week. You, we'll you deserve to celebrate a little bit. I hope you, I hope you did last night, too. So as you guys know, uh, as part of uh, my new life, I have the, the pleasure, the joy of working with someone that's actually a, a dear friend of mine, Someone for whom I have a tremendous amount of respect for. His name is Gary Williams, and he's here with us. Let me, Garrett, let me put this uh, headset right over here for you. You can just grab that whenever you get a chance. So we're we're on the weekends on Morning Drive, and I was telling you guys, I think, Dom, about a week or so ago, that for me, because of doing this show, and then I would go in, I would do, I would do Golf Central two, sometimes three days during the week and then do and then do morning drive in the weekends i i didn't want to do that anymore i'm just being honest with you. it was too much and I, I didn't feel like it was it was providing the depth that i wanted and what i do and so as a result i told golf channel that for for 2020 i want to focus on what we do in the weekends uh, because it is so much fun and i was just telling gary this morning at breakfast that i've got all these people coming up and telling us how much they're enjoying what we're doing and the fun that we have and the banter that we have whether we agree or disagree with each other it's it's we don't set out to do that incidentally one way or the other it's just a conversation but it is an absolute delight to do it and and an honor and i i smile when i think about the fact that when we were both just on the radio side when they used to put us together as roommates sometimes with vince cellini which was always interesting <laughs> so it's a great opportunity to say good morning how are you gary how are you buddy i'm doing very well thank you very much hey can i hear dom's voice it's been so long hey <laughs> yo 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 Yo, 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 says the guy who lives in North Carolina. Yeah, he's now in North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh, with a four-year-old and, and a little girl as well. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Dom, do we, do, are you telling me that we have Andy Bossman out on yes, the golf course? Yes, live during the program. Andy we have is our, now correspondent our correspondent joining this us. Year, so let's go live to the golf course for a little scene setting on how things are going out there. Andy, what's happening? You know, it is another Chamber of Commerce morning here in Sea Island. We're out uh, 
We're walking around on uh, 13 Plantation. We actually have uh, Chris Kirk getting ready to take a little approach here. From see how far Kirk he is there. Look, he's about 210. He's giving Plus, us as he's been doing all day. Kirk is playing well. We're having fun. So, yeah, beautiful morning out doing a little walk in the Pro-Am. Uh, fantastic. Now, uh, you guys with Chris Kirk, I know you, you grabbed him in advance as part of the RSM teams. Who is your team in entirety? You have uh, Scott Stylin with you as well? I'm loaded. I got Scott Skyland, uh, President and CEO of Sea Island, Bill Gorman, Chief Operating Officer here at RSM, um, and Kirky. And I think, you know, their backs are getting a little tired right now. They're doing a lot of carrying, pulling me along here, but uh, we're having fun. That's fantastic. Now, last night you had a lot of fun. We were at the draw party, and you guys revealed that Birdies for Love raised $3.8 million, and that was just that in very significant component of what took place there last night. I, I have to assume, Andy, that when you look across a macro level, 10,000 feet, you've got to be pleased with this week as yet. Um, yeah, it, wow. Um, I mean, $3.8 million was unbelievable. It's, you know, our employees and our clients and how they continue to step up year after year to, to started with a couple hundred thousand and now on our 10th anniversary, you know, 3.8 million up from 2.8 million last year. It's just, yeah, it, it's a testament to um, how much everyone involved in the game of golf and within RSM really cares about giving back and making a difference in our communities. And um, it was just great fun last night. Um, great to be there with Robin and Davis and really see their reactions um, and just think about you know the difference it's going to make. Mr. Andy Bossman, you go out there, have yourself some fun. Uh, we'll we'll look forward to you checking in tomorrow as our on-site correspondent here at the RSM. Yeah, to now, give us some flavor. I don't know, Maddie, I do have one question for you, Maddie. I, yes, I lost count on I think three trips over to the Southern Soul Table. How many trips did you make over there and then to the bread pudding last night? Uh, I didn't. I, actually, I didn't get the bread pudding because I was put to work last night by one to Andy Bossman, as I recall. <laughs> One to Southern Soul. But speaking of uh, tonight, you've got a concert. We've got the charity putting contest this afternoon uh, that is going to be a lot of fun, and there'll be some big names uh, floating around there as well. And then I didn't realize that Mike Mills was here from from REM as well last night. He came up and told us who who he was picking. You guys got got some sprinkling of celebrities at this thing. If you're running around, we got Mr. John Lester's out pounding the ball this morning, and – I believe Mr. Rucker's out playing. I think he was teeing off with uh, Davis and Commissioner Monahan about 8.30. So, yeah, we've got a few celebrities out having a little fun with us today. Well, we'll continue to keep everybody updated on how much fun everyone's having as the days progress. But thanks for checking in with us this morning. Right, Enjoy thanks, yourself Maddie. out there. See you. Right, that was Andy going? Bossman joining us. Uh, Gary, when you hear all this, when you come to something like this, I mm. always think it's interesting, and, and you try as best we can to relay the flavor of what, and every tournament has its own flavor and personality, to relay to the world what it's like to be around a sporting event of this size when it involves the pro-ams and the dinners and the charities and everything else that goes along with it. They're really, it's a circus, it's a spectacle, but it's a fun one. It is, and, and you know what, it travels every week. And it's not as if these people, whether it be local volunteers, whether it be sponsors, whether it be tournament organizers, that they have to fold the tent and get to the next event. But it, they pass the baton to the next event. And, and they all have this inherent responsibility to do the best they can for the market they're in because of the economic impact that they're going to make. Mm. And the thing about it, you know, I'm, I, I get there last night and 
Look, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've played in every pro-am since this event was founded, with the exception of one. And for, for Robin and Davis to open up their home the way that they do, and to see it, it's a grand presentation oh my for a draw party. And, look, all these events, and to have a relationship, obviously, like Davis does was with, with Darius, for him to, to put on a show tonight, and then... And, the tournament hasn't even started. The tournament proper has not even started, and you've already had what feels like a week of activities that is sensory overload. And, you know, you know this. All these people, they got it's like threading a needle with a blindfold on. You want all this stuff to happen seamlessly, and at the end of the week, you hope you have a compelling golf tournament. And in the process, as you were just talking about, making money, raising money that will impact um, – Areas and you know I love the Low Country of South Carolina and Georgia, and these rural areas. I think sometimes people go all the urban centers because they think of uh, of crime rates, but there is there is so much abject poverty that are that is in and around uh, these little small hamlets in this part of the country. And believe me, a lot of a little is a lot. Yeah. So this event's existence. Is significant. You'll look back on this, you know, 25 years from now, and you go, you'll meet somebody and say, what do you do? And then you peel back layers, and you realize that their life probably took a turn, and all of a sudden there was light in their life by virtue of something that probably was directly a result of this event. Absolutely. And in and an even broader picture than that, when you think about the game of golf, uh, last year giving almost $4 billion with a B, to charity there's nothing else like it no other major sport all the other major sports combined in fact don't equate to that number it's it's really quite remarkable when you think of the course and the path of your own career gare could you have imagined at any point let's go back 20 years Mm. that you'd be doing now what you're doing no 20 years ago almost to the day i started doing morning radio on a, a morning drive time local radio station in Charlotte that was determined to be live and local from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is a very ambitious thing. Yeah, especially when, today. Yeah. But, and, and to do it at a time when you only had one live local day part, and it was in the afternoon, and to, to, to flip the switch and, and to say, you know what, enough of syndication. We're, and, and by the way, uh, that blowtorch was 5,000 watts. That ain't much. When the sun went down, <laughs> it was like, hello, is anybody there? Yeah. So, look, 20 years ago, I was trying to establish. I started June 21st of 1999. Wow. I was introduced as as the new host the, the week prior, which was at the U.S. Open at Pinehurst in 99, won by Payne Stewart. And to sit here literally 20 years and a couple of months later and to, to be able to do what I do. And, you know, it's funny because this this came up yesterday being with some friends playing golf and my best friend in life who was amongst this group of people he had never met before golf channel people people we work with the likes of rich Lerner and matt haggerty and ben dawn rich is seen the other two are not but they are incredibly talented people on the production side and have big roles and and they said you know was he he's doing what would be his dream job and and my friend derek said you have no idea. You have no idea. 
He's the only one among all the people, and, and I, I'm very proud of all my friends who've had a lot of success. They all say the same thing to me. You're the only one who's doing something you genuinely love. We're stimulated. We're challenged by whatever vocation they're in. But you are doing what you love. And it's true. I don't take it for granted, and I, and I know you don't either. So, um, <laughs> and to sit here on a, on a Wednesday morning and see the sun come up and go out this afternoon and play golf with Scott Harrington, who I've never met, who was one of the you know really better stories, compelling stories, that, that last regular season event on the Corn Ferry uh, Tour to get his card after what he and his wife uh, have, have experienced and her having to face her own mortality. And here he is at 38 years of age, just chasing the dream and not giving up on it. And here he is beginning his rookie year on the PGA Tour. And I, when I saw Team 13, I went up to you and Davis and said, Scott Harrington, 1235 Seaside. We'll see you then. And then the connection with Steph Curry and everything too. But when, when you guys came up, I didn't actually even know you were there. And all of a sudden you were standing in front of us and you picked Scott. Did you, had you already, was he your target? Did you? Here's, here's what, what I, Maginella is the third member of, of my team. And we all, look, I like playing golf in the afternoon. And I said to, and Der, Derek has played in this thing three times. We did win it in 2016 with Bryson oh, DeChambeau. Well done. And, but we've always played Plantation. And even though it's been redone, and I'm curious to see it, he hasn't played Seaside. So he said, we'll pick somebody in the, we'll pick somebody. Play seaside, so and we'll pick somebody in the afternoon. Going. Yes, right. we did. So okay. we start, and I, and I, you know, we were looking at the likes of, of Peter Malnati, who who I've not spent any time with, who you have a relationship with. I think and he, he got was, picked before he you. did. I he did. Um, him, um, Scott. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Austin Cook was somebody else we had. Uh, yeah, Duffner was up there. He was, but he was the last time on number one at 12:45. But I told, and Matt knows, but I told Derek. I said. Scott Harrington is a very interesting story, and it's a very, it was a powerful story. I've never met him. Let's play golf with him. So that was our, that was that's the route that's we went. A little bit of a chill. Yeah, that's absolutely, very cool. Uh, have you have you not seen the new plantation course at all? No, I'm no, really just driving in and seeing obviously the excavation of a lot of trees uh, and the the bulkheads they put in, and I I, I want to get out. I'm gonna get, when I'm done with you, I'm gonna go out and, and walk. A few of the holes and get a get a sense of it. I saw it the other day when I played I played uh, seaside and I I could see across because they cleared all these trees up. Mm -hmm. I loved the bunkering. It was a very traditional kind of almost Seth Rayner looking. There's some, there's some template elements to the golf course, is there not? Oh yes, yeah. there are. It, it, and the template elements would be fit to a time period like a course that was built in the 1920s, mm -hmm. 30s that is aging gracefully and it's i was really impressed i love the the i mean when you come from the outside i suppose that we look at different things with with drainage engineering and, and faces on bunkers but i love the way the bunkers were shaped because it's going to repel the ball into the center of the bunker make it a little easier to get out and when you look at the broad areas for landing the ball i love that when when architects find the balance of challenging the best in the world and yet at the same time understand that for 99.99 percent of the year people want to just have fun mm -hmm. that's not an easy balance to make no it isn't no it isn't i and i i it's interesting that you you, you bring up that point because i was lucky enough to be with gil hance um a week ago last monday in raleigh for 
what was the the unveiling of his rendering. He is doing a short course for the new Triangle Youth Development Center, the first tea chapter of, of Raleigh-Durham cool. Chapel Hill. So he's doing it pro bono. So I said to these these people who were assembled for this uh, capital, uh, they're trying to they need a, th- a certain threshold to go ahead and, and and start this thing. And look, the the people who are in that room obviously have an affinity for golf. They understand who he is. But I said, and I I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. I said this guy, hopefully it's not posthumously, will one day be in the World Golf Hall of Fame in my mind. And that right there are seven holes that are going to impact lives of kids. So with all due respect to Hope Valley and Old Chatham and Raleigh Country Club, wonderful facilities, great golf courses, this right here in 50 years will be the most important and impactful golf course in this area. So, And he was saying, we were talking about the sensibilities that he has to try to apply to the craft of because Chesson Hadley was there that evening. He was kind enough to be there. And I said, okay, he's an alien. He plays the game we're unfamiliar with. We, he sees things we don't see, takes lines we don't. How can you find a way, other than just simply play forward, to, to be able to satisfy and challenge the mind of the, of the, of the great player and, and also be able to provide enjoyment uh, and, and, you know, a challenge for people who, on a on a everyday basis, yes. play th- the way that that we play, yeah. and you know his answer was 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 long but very very thoughtful, and that's just it, that's just it. It's artistry, yeah, absolute artistry. Uh, on the point of what we do now with the broadcasting of golf and the medium of television, what are your thoughts overall? With there's a lot of changes coming. I'm not sure people fully understand all of it in terms of timing. It's not something necessarily that's immediate, but there are changes that they are seeing. Whether we're talking about uh, McCord and Costas no longer being with CBS, uh, the, the the fact that Davis is going to be part of those broadcasts now, and more. What are you seeing in terms of the landscape of golf and television? I think that what what we're seeing is more and more. Of, of the product being uh, accessible and available to the fan, the consumer, and we're seeing it on a digital platform, and I think that that is, that is the real pivot in terms of not only how easily it is for people. You're going, I mean, hey, digital, I don't, I don't. Look, I am technologically very deficient in every area, but it's, it's easy and I think what we're going to see is the big pivot in terms of the value of the digital platform. And, and like most things, somehow, some way, Augusta National Golf Club is, is simply clairvoyant when it comes to understanding things before anybody else. They developed their digital product uh, at a level that was platinum from, from the rollout. And you look now, I, I think we can watch more. And, and you can know more players. Now, look, you consume however much you want to consume. Your saturation point is, is, is the way that you determine it's going to be. Yeah. It's there. It's your choice as to whether you want to watch it or not. It's the same thing with, with these fall series events. You go, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a period of wanting. And I get that. I really do. But I also understand that, that 
there are so many good players around the world that that you know you you follow a, a, a Twitter handle like the Monday Q, and you're going. These stories every week are insane. How these people are are trying to get a start on PGA Tour champions or on the Corn Ferry, and anyway, I think that what we're seeing is look over the year. Golf will always be very important. It will be a bedrock to this game and the and the, what it is. It's a professional entertainment competitive enterprise. But I think that we're seeing whether it be PGA Tour Live and whatever happens two years down the road when we see, probably sooner than later, what it is that the PGA Tour is going to do in terms of their, their broadcast partners, who they're going to be, how it's going to be distributed, and the volume that is going to be available to the consumer. It's going to be at a level that you're, you're going to feel like you know every single player on tour because if you want to, you can probably watch them every week. And you can watch every shot they hit. Correct. So the players, just as one example of everybody in the tour. Just as an aside, I thought it was interesting. I was with a bunch of guys who played uh, last Saturday, of course. And some of the guys were old-timers, and they said, ah, I don't do all this digital. I don't know about all this digital. I said, oh, what do you, where, do you, where do you listen to your music? Spotify. Well, guess what? You're connected already. You're with connected. Digital. It's already happening. Now, even even the, It was funny because as you were describing it, Gary, I'm thinking, you know, that description for golf holds for everything. I heard, what is what did Disney have? Disney Plus? Is that the new channel that oh, they, yes. they put out there? NBC's got one called Peacock. I think CBS is all access. So I, don't, I may be getting the names wrong. But Disney comes out with their new channel, opens it up to the world. I don't know what it is, 10 bucks a month, whatever. 10 million people signed up like that. That's $100 million right out of the gate. That they've already got coming. Right. And that's just on that side, not to mention Netflix and See, unbelievable. Here's the thing about, about you know, we, we, I think sometimes you go, well, because of the way that, that society is now, attention spans are shorter and you got your phone in your hand all the time and the people are, 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 are more impatient and I, millennials, I think, get tagged with things that are just grossly inaccurate. Of course. For example, the idea that they don't have the attention span to want to sit and consume things, you know, for however long you, you determine is, is too long for them. Really? No, they don't. They consume it when they want to because they have the choice to. Exactly. See, because binge watching is not watching less. It's watching a lot in a very finite amount of time. They decide when they want to eat. Now, you and I had to wait until 8 o'clock on Friday night to watch the Brady Bunch in 1973. How about... When uh, I was seven years old. How about... Uh, what was the show that was on Saturday? the only thing on. Hee-haw. Hee-haw. Roy Clark. <laughs> it was the only show that was on a Saturday Dom, night. Hey, Dom, can you picture the was two old men, the two Was it black and white you guys were watching TV? <laughs> Did you guys ride no, horses no. to work? No, do, do, no do, do you, you know the old men Muppets? I want you to picture that that's who you're hearing right now. Yeah. But Those the, two old guys in that balcony at the opera. But, Don, there's, this circles back around. You heard what Gary was talking about where for years we would wait until 3 p.m. for the live golf to come on. Right? And if you wanted to follow XYZ, big, huge star, and they were going out early one day, late next day, you were like, oh, I'm going to be able to see whoever. You name him, Tiger, Phil, whoever. I'm going to be able to see him on Friday afternoon. 
Well, if you are a consumer and you want to consume, and didn't ESPN teaches this when they started putting volleyball on on a Tuesday afternoon, you want it when you want it, where you want it, how you want it. So now you can catch this. What time is it? You tell me, Dom. Uh, golf comes on, comes on at what, 7 a.m.? What, what time is it? You can pretty much watch golf 12 hours a day when the tournament starts almost every week go. now, which is amazing. I mean, they that's, got- that's, the, that's the morning and the afternoon wave from, from head to toe. And why not is what I'm saying. Why not? And again, you, you, you dabble, you dive in, you divest, you got to go to a meeting, you got to run your kids somewhere, you check back in, you watch 15, 18 minutes, whatever. So I, I think that, you know, it's not that, that people don't want to watch less. They're ma- they, they decide when they're going to watch. And and I, I think actually, people like long form TV shows and and documentaries. Uh, Netflix has has shown that. Yes, they've shown it. Yes, people want what they want. Now. Of course, I actually think in golf, where it's going to go is, and we're seeing it with what's going to happen to the players. We're going to become our own producers. We're going to become our own directors. You're going to choose who you follow, when you follow them, camera angles. If you want replays, I think it's all coming. It's a la carte. It is going to be. It's going to be an a la carte um, presentation. And you know, if you look at what the NFL has done with, with the red zone and and the traffic that that channel gets for people to have eight, nine, ten football games going on simultaneously. Now, I understand that maybe they have not just an emotional investment. Oh, I, I know where you're going. They may have something beyond that. I know a that guy. That even feels even more important than the emotional part, Shoot. the financial part. But and that's only going to grow, too. Of course it is. Major. Of course it is. It's absolutely amazing. Hey, uh, I have to tell you, I love working with you. We I'm, are I'm listen to do what, what to be sitting alongside you and do what we're doing. It's really been fun. At this at this stage of, of, of my career in my life, to, to be able to be given, you know, you, Jaime Diaz, and a, and a cadre of the Stuart Applebee's and the Brian Batemans and occasionally at Fred Funk, and for them to give us the real estate that they have given us on the weekends, it is invaluable. It's not taken for granted, and um, I love it. Matt Janella was asking me last night. I think he was trying to f- see how green the grass is on the other side. And he said, so who, who produces for you? I said, oh, Tim, great young producer and all the rest. He said, what's it like work with Tim? I said, it's great. He'll say to us, you got a final drop? And I'll, you know, us three old men be like, yeah, 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 I'm all set. And he goes, okay. And he goes, he trusts you guys. I'm like, it's, it's when you think about it, you're broadcasting to 510 million people around the world. And someone comes up and goes, hey, that segment, uh, do you want to, I'm all set. That's some, that's some liberty to have. That's no, I, Listen, I, I, to, to sit at a table with, with people who've got the chops that you guys have, um, Listen, you know it's a bounty. We could carve up that thing. We don't. I mean, when we have to collapse for the European tour, okay, it's fun to watch a playoff. Get out of the way. <laughs> it's time for us to gas bag for a while. That's funny. See, I look at it. I always say this all the time. To me, it's a buffet. Whether we're talking about consumption, talk about where you get it, how you get it, whether you come here, uh, whether you're watching on your mobile devices, whether you're watching it at home, whether you're listening to it on the radio, whatever, whatever way that you consume. To me, it's a buffet. And I think of the, the Seinfeld line, more of anything, more of everything. <laughs> what, a, what a perfect way 
to put a bow on this. Great to see you. You too, buddy. Have fun this afternoon. Thank you. Folks, we'll be back live from the RSM Classic after these words. My new book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Look, we're going into the holiday season. I hope this is the perfect gift for the person in your life that loves the history of the game. History like this, the 1978 Masters. Well, first of all, I'm seven shots behind Tom Watson. And my son says to me, he says, Dad, you're playing so well. If you putt well today, you can shoot 65 and win. Well, it's not easy to shoot 65 at Augusta. Anyway, I'm out in 34 with a bogey, and I come back in 30. I actually touched the hole three times, but thank goodness I didn't because I would have never been invited back to Augusta. The book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. FootJoy, the number one outbrand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease, which will have more than 7,000 new cases per week this season, and biting bugs like mosquitoes that could be carrying West Nile virus or even Zika are threats to everyone, but in particular, to golfers stay safe with serious protection from ranger ready repellent i use it because it works it will not stain your clothes it doesn't contain toxic deke and it's available in multiple scents even an option for no scent at all whether you like boating golf gardening hunting whatever you do outdoors protect yourself with ranger ready repellent for more information go to rangerready.com the u.s open Golf's most storied championship returns to the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club. Next June, see firsthand the remarkable moments, the energy, the excitement of the 120th U.S. Open Championship. Don't miss your chance to be here next year, June 15th through the 21st, 2020. Tickets on sale now at usopen.com forward slash 2020. Welcome back, folks, live from the RSM Classic here at the beautiful Sea Island Resort 
It's already been an amazing week. It was a very cool, very emotional night last night when $3.8-plus million was announced for Birdies for Love. To think that you've got a concept that you hope will connect that as early as, or as recent, I should say, as 2014, raised $200,000, and then last night it was announced that through RSM's considerable efforts, the weight of that has raised that massive sum of money that goes directly back into the communities in which they serve and goes directly back, more importantly, to changing the lives of people. It is one of the things that makes this game of golf so incredible. One of the things, certainly, that makes the game of golf so incredible is that here we are, the week before Thanksgiving, for those of you listening to us uh, throughout the United States, we still have golf happening. That means something. Now, I'm not suggesting that it that it carries the weight, perhaps, of, say, a U.S. Open or the Open Championship. What I'm saying is it means something to us. It's fun. This week is going to be great fun from a competitive standpoint because this is a massive field on two different golf courses. And what's great about this time of year for me is that in this field you have players that can get in that otherwise would have trouble because of their priority status. So we get to see, quite literally, the future of the game. You heard from one of those yesterday when Doug Gim was on the program. Well, next month, and in less than a month, we also have Team USA competing against the internationals at the President's Cup. I did have a chance last night during because I was hosting the, the, the draw party with Davis, and I asked him about Tiger and Tiger playing, and he went down that, that road and told that story. And that's one of the things that's great about those events is that when you have a Hall of Fame member like that, and the night before we had Zach with us, that they have this opportunity to tell stories to that audience, that, that uh, I'm going to call them a VIP audience because these people are there for a reason, most of which is because they've paid one way or another through, through uh, equity or otherwise to be there. They have an opportunity to get to know some stories that they may not otherwise have heard. And that's part of what, what makes it so special. So when I spoke to, to Z- Zach Johnson the night prior, I talked to him about the uh, Team USA and the President's Cup and Tiger's captaincy. Uh, This cut you're about to hear is not from our conversation, but the comments were so similar in terms of the emotion and the passion and the philosophy that he had towards the same. This is courtesy of Golf Channel. Here is Vice Captain Zach Johnson. He's always been a very cerebral guy, but when it comes to making pretty important decisions, it's very simple. I mean, he's very concise. He's very thorough. He gets all the data, gets all this information, makes a decision that makes sense and goes with it. And then, you know, there's things that, that pop up. It's if this, then that. If this, then that. And you just keep going. You keep it simply. You move forward, and uh, you know, you're together. And um, he, he is, he's he is our leader, and but he is a part of that team in two different capacities. And um, it's fun to watch because I think he's really relishing this spot and uh, and loves the fact that he. Uh, has put together a phenomenal team, um, and I, I know that the other vice captains would say that we're, we're honored to uh, help serve alongside him. Zach Johnson speaking of the captaincy that he will be serving alongside of, of one Tiger Woods. Now, this week does have some very important golf in terms of the European Tour going on because it is the DP World Tour Championship. Rory McIlroy is looking to do something very special, as he has through much of the year. But the question is, how has it been since your win? Yeah, it was great. It was, um, yeah, it was nice to get a fourth win of the year for myself. Um, another World Golf Championship, you know, they're 
they're pretty important, you know, events to us. And I think just, you know, I was very proud of how I won, um, you know, battling Xander all four days and in the playoff. And, um, you know, it was pretty cool to to get the better of him. We, we both played really good golf over the four days. And, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was nice to, it's always nice to, you know, travel that far and be able to fly home with the trophy. So, um, yeah, you know, obviously we don't get much time to, sort of reflect and celebrate on it. You know, had a few days at home and then, you know, straight to Dubai and, you know, trying to finish the season off well here. Obviously, yeah, coming to a place you've performed really well at in the past, uh, how's it looking so far and, and what's it take to perform well around here? Yeah, I'm, you know, it's, you know, we've been coming back here now for 10 years. Um, you know, I remember my first year here, you know, battling with Lee Westwood to the, you know, the finish and, you know, trying to win the race to Dubai and, um yeah, it's it's been a great ten years. I think the golf course has gotten better and better every year. I think that the event itself, that you know, the clubhouse, that you know, how mature everything is now. It's it's a much, you know, it's, it feels like a much bigger event than it was back then. So um, yeah, I, uh, you know, you you have to hit it. I mean, I think one of the big things around here is if you have a bit of length, it's an advantage. Um, but you know, everyone, you know that. You know, it's the top 50 now, and most of the guys that are here this week have played here before, and they know what it takes to play well here. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a good week. Rory McIlroy speaking about a good week. I bet they're all tired at this time of year. And Don was talking about motivation when we were in there, and I was just saying that Rory has stated openly that he wants to be world number one again. He wants the, the whatever, it, it, however you want to define that, whether it's a personal validation or otherwise, he's going after it. And so while he cannot mathematically win the race to Dubai, he can win the event. And it's got some stout world ranking points, and it's going to help him in his climb to possible assault of Lexi Thompson, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, Shane Lowry. All of them lie in the wings. More live from the RSM Classic on this Wednesday as we sit on the eve of the start of the 10th edition of this championship on the PGA Tour. Stay with us. Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Moments like this. The 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. He got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open from some guy in Iowa. And I never got a letter. that That's all it was. He didn't sign it. Nothing. It was just from Iowa. You're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that open uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, it was a perfect round of golf i mean it literally was a perfect round of golf the book is called the golf round i'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments i hope you enjoy it you can pick it up wherever fine books are sold including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com it's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Doak, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 
FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make everyday playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting a new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. If you're a golfer or enjoy activities outside, you are at risk. The risk of Lyme disease and other illnesses are a national threat. Add in insect-borne illnesses like West Nile and Zika. Ranger Ready is insect repellent that's serious protection with premium wearable scents and clean, non-greasy formula. Ranger Ready is the best insect repellent available, period. Safe, 12-hour protection, nothing comes close. Log on to rangerready.com for more information. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Wednesday, coming to you from one of the most beautiful places in the world, this Sea Island Resort, all part of the Golden Isles here, and this RSM Classic that is celebrating a historic 10-year run as yet. And throughout the course of the week, you've heard us uh, talking to different people from RSN, from the tournament, about how and why. What was it that makes, you know, and we've had this conversation many times over the years, too, for example, with, say, the Travelers Championship. What is it about particular tournaments that makes them so successful, that makes them so distinctive? And for me, that it doesn't matter how you measure that, whatever way you want to measure it. I think it has, I suppose part of it is a philosophy in terms of understanding where your strengths are and, in some cases, understanding that strengths can lie in areas where the depth of field here is getting better and better every year. But I happen to think that it's a strength of this RSM Classic that oftentimes we have winners emerge that are names that you may not know very well yet, but they are the ones that are going to inherit the mantle of the game as they move on down the road. And that's reflective of the fact that this field is so big and so many people can get into this field and compete because of the the way that the priority status goes with all these different players and it's amazing and I think it's absolutely fantastic for the field I think it's fantastic for the players I think it's fun you know just just as an aside last night at the draw party it's su- it's the largest pro am on the PGA tour and if you're dead last if you if if I call your number dead last 
you don't you don't have to slump your shoulders. You're not going to end up playing with Andy Bossman, which I kept threatening to people last night. We actually hold that last spot, and we have a surprise that it's at 12-15, and we don't tell you who the player is, and then you find out. So dead last, these two guys, and one of the guys said, what's the jacket like John da- Daly wears, Dom? Uh, a loudmouth. You know those jackets that look like they've, they someone threw paint at the, at the jacket and it splashed all over? That's what this guy was wearing. And he said, we're last. We said, okay, so we call up Tom Thompson, who's a, who's a tournament director, and he announces to the world that these guys got Brendan Todd as their pro at 12-15. Couldn't have been happier. Well, when you, know, when you understand the story of Brendan Todd, it was less than a year ago, December of 2018, he had meetings set up where he was going to think about getting a job in, in the corporate world, maybe becoming a college coach. Didn't know. Had these meetings set up, planned. Talk to you on the 10th. Comes out here on Monday of the RSM Classic. Monday qualifies with a 61. 61. Ends up finishing in a share of 54th spot. It changed his life from that point on, and now he's a multiple-time winner. Think about that, that arc. And then, as you know, when he was with us, uh, Dom and everybody, just, what, a week and a half ago, Dominic, I believe it was, and and he told us about the dark place that he was in and what he did to come back with Bradley Hughes. And I mean, I'm shaking my head even thinking about how, how cool it is and how significant it is. And, and last night, he is the special pick for these guys, and it was very cool as well. Also very cool that our friend Mark Hubbard settled in. Next to us right now. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. Just pull that right there. Hey, you, you go. Too. How you doing? I'm good. How's life? Really good. It's good to see you in person. Yeah, absolutely. You look like you've trimmed up the beard, son. Ah, I try and keep it a little. What do you have? One of those special? Uh, what do they call the thing you put on there so it keeps it the length like you want? The oh yeah, one of the trimmers. Yeah, I go about a four on the sides and about a six down here. You go six down there? Yeah. That's why it's got a little density. Too. Yeah, yeah, it grows pretty good right there. But I got it. This is where the wife hates it, the neck beard. She's not about that. So you I got to sh- clean that up. You didn't shave. Well, I was rushing morning, to be dude. here. You were? I'm, yeah, yeah. Why? What time are you going? What time are you going to practice? Oh, I'm, I'm just practicing. I'm not in the program today. So So what time are you going to do that? Just whenever I'm after. just trying to ascertain what your schedule is. Are you a sleep-in type guy I, when you get an opportunity? Yeah, if I get an opportunity, I'm a sleep-in And guy. you have the blessing of sleep if you have the time? I have the blessing sleep? of sleep. Um, honestly, this profession is... A little rough on my sleep schedule because I, I would love to wake up at like 10 every day. But <laughs> How many hours do you need? I mean, I, to, to, to function well, I need seven and a half. I mean, I think. Oh, that's I, not a lot. No, I've learned. But if you give me a chance, I'll sleep 12 easy. You would go 12 hours oh, yeah. if you had an opportunity? Oh, yeah. No, like Z-Quill involved, nothing no, like no, that? No, no, no. Just lay down. Just I'll the, see you in 12 hours. Yeah. I didn't even know if that was medically possible. My wife's even better because she'll sleep that 12 and then we'll get up and like go to brunch and she'll come back and take a two-hour nap if See, we have like a I lazy day. Thought, so I, she's even more impressive because I, I can't thought, nap. Yeah. So. Well, oh, I'm, I'm a world-class napper. See, I like my brother's that way too. He'll do the power naps for you know, 15, 20 minutes rejuvenated. I'm like, if I'm going to nap, it's going to be. I honestly think that my naps are time portals. Because I will wake up and say it's six. You go to go to lay down at <laughs> four o'clock, and you wake up at six o'clock. I will wake up and be convinced at six o'clock in the morning. Like, oh no, I'm missing everything. I got to be on the air. Where's Dominic? He's probably screaming at me. I got to make eggs and da da da. Six o'clock at night. I mean, that deep asleep that you lose all sense of time and place. That happened to me in uh, 
last year in Bogota, we were coming from Panama, and I took a red eye from Panama to Bogota. Got in at like seven in the morning. It took us forever to get through customs, like all that stuff. Took a nap at two, and woke up at six. And I thought it was the four hours. I thought it was the next. I thought it was the next day. So I got dressed to go to the course. Walked downstairs, and people were like eating dinner. <laughs> when you've traveled around the world, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Uh... We had some octopus uh, last week in Mexico that was actually – I'm pretty – I don't have a lot that freaks me out. Um, yeah, octopus isn't that weird. They but, grill it up. And, yeah, but it's like the full – you know, you see the, the weird full thing. About thing. Octopus, it's like they just cut the head off and then just put it on yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's it's what I was It's not like say. they like slice it up for you like a flame medallion or something that's like that. That's the thing so. that's weird about octopus. It's, it's like, the visual. It yeah. doesn't change. It looks the exact same on your plate as it looks when it's swimming in the around ocean. the water. Yeah, so that's the weird part. Um, they had – they had their like little grasshoppers last week at the bar uh, that guys were eating. I I, I draw the line at bugs. I'm not a bug guy. <laughs> I love all animals except for bugs. Yeah, he's like uh, yeah, they're just like a crunchy, smoky peanut. And I was like, I'll take your word. Are for they chocolate coated or anything like that? They just didn't do ch- that. No, no, just straight up in but, a bowl. Yeah, I think I'll take the peanuts. Thank yeah, you very much. Exactly. Yeah. I asked that same question. The reason I was asking was uh, Peter Uline was on me once. It was at the Irish Open, in fact, at Ballyliffin, and. He's a classic anyway. Yeah. And I said to him, what have you eaten that you regret? <laughs> and his head kind of went down, chin almost on his, on his chest, and he said, I ate horse. I said, horse? I don't forget <laughs> where it was. Krakistan or whatever the heck it was, wherever he was. He even said the country room. And I said, well, how did that happen? He said, well, I was out with Brooks. And Brooks said, you really got to try whatever they call the dish. And so he ate it, and as he was eating it, he was like, what am I eating? And they were like, horse. He was like, ugh. <laughs> I said, well, what did Brooks get? He got the horse. Loved it. So <laughs> I said, how, how did it go from there? Did, did Brooks have any regret over having eaten horse? He said, no. In fact, we went back to the same restaurant the next night. He got it again. <laughs> so if you're going to go all in. I guess, yeah. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I could do horse. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't say no to a whole lot. I don't really regret many of my meals. I regret probably the the size of them. Too big? Oh, yeah. I way over ate last night. I like It took me forever to fall asleep. What'd you do? Where'd you go? Southern Soul. Oh, you did you go to, Southern yeah, Soul. you have to. So brisket? I did brisket, uh, pulled pork, and the smoked turkey on two sides. Do you normally eat a lot of meat? Pork? Um, stuff like no. That? I, and honestly, I've been trying to cut back a what? lot. Um are you trying to do like fitness stuff and all that kind of? No, I'm not uh, suggesting you're not. Don't, no, don't, don't no, no, be offended. No. I'm just asking. No, uh, I, uh, I've been battling this kind of thumb joint thing for like a year and a half now. Um, and well, hell, it's working. Just keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Well, it's funny because the a couple of the weeks that it hurts the worst is like it hurt like hell in Greenbrier and it hurt like hell the week I won on the web. So it doesn't really affect my game because it's kind of. Do you rap it or anything? Or? No, I've been, you know, I've been doing a bunch of different stuff. I've some exercise I do. I use CBD. I've changed my diet a little bit. Everything seems to help a little, but yeah. it's kind of just like an arthritis thing. But like I said, it doesn't really affect my game, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, so one of the things I've been doing is trying to eat less red meat um, and pork in particular. I mean, every like you think about our diet every single day: eggs, bacon for breakfast. Like that's a lot of bacon if we do it every single day because it's in player dining. So just little things like that where you get we're You're such kind of making yourself the victim of bacon. We are. You yeah. have a choice. Yeah. 
Well, let me ask you a question. If bacon's just sitting there <laughs> and it looks that good, do you really have a choice? Do you really have a choice? <laughs> I got to ask you a question. When you were talking about cutting down a red meat and talking about the arthritis in the thumb, is there a connection? Did someone tell you that there's – I I've been to a couple different doctors and they've just given me kind of an overall general thing of some foods that can, can cause inflammation. Um, so red meat's definitely one of them. Um, obviously like wheat and gluten and all that. Um, dairy is a big one for me. Dairy makes me feel, I'm not like lactose intolerant. Like I have an iron stomach, but in terms of just overall feel, dairy makes me feel horrible. Like I just am sluggish, achy. Really? Wow. So I, I did about two and two months uh kind of the end of last year where i did no red meat no wheat or bread or beer was the thing i missed the most obviously and no dairy um and basically i noticed that like i shouldn't overeat red meat i shouldn't ever eat dairy and beer and wheat make me fat but they don't really seem to have any effect on my thumb (laughs) so the, the two the two months that you did this did you like drop weight like mad because you all this stuff your body was fighting is now not being well I don't know if you 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 know the media and stuff always loves to bring up my proposal at Pebble um and I don't know if you right. have seen pictures there but I was not oh, a, oh, I oh. was not a slim guy uh yeah, at you're that talking point. about proposal proposal the yeah. real deal yes, when you yes, said yes, will yes, you marry yes. me I thought so maybe that, you, as a tour player no, you're talking no, no, about no, 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 no. I propose at 65 is too small no. enough <laughs> for the guy I, I was wondering where you were going with that No yeah so I was not and so that was 2015 I I got a trainer uh at the end of that year, 2016, worked with him for two years, and that was one of the things he had me cut out was wheat and beer and gluten and all that. Wow. And I dropped, like, 20 pounds in a couple months. So that definitely, for me, this last two months, I haven't really dropped weight. Will um, you have but, wine or whiskey or anything like that? Yeah. I'm judging you. I'm, I'm yeah. not denying it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, but mostly off weeks. You went back up on my chart again. Mostly, mostly off weeks. Uh, during the week, if, I, if I'm going to drink right now, I'll have like a vodka or tequila oh okay so you liked it that that clear yeah i don't i don't i don't i prefer whiskey and wine and red wine like that's all i drink when i'm home but what kind of whiskey i mean i'm a bourbon guy i love I basil hayden that. with that beard you have to be a yeah guy. i know right yeah it has to be so you're happy with life i am very happy with life right now yeah what's yeah. working um What's the balance that has, has caused Mark? I love when we talk to you and you came off Corn Ferry. I, I talked about you last week on Morning Drive. Yeah. Because you told me that you needed to go back there. I did, yeah. I did. That's I just, such a unique emotion. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't necessarily have that view and mindset the first year I was there. Um, I think that was still kind of battle scars year. Um, and I was still trying to kind of dig myself out of the hole that I was in. But once I, you know, had had gotten out of that and got some clarity, yeah, it was it was clear that I needed to go back, um, just from you know, not from a there's anything particularly wrong with my game, but the way I was approaching it and and the mindset I had uh, needed to change. And that approach, if if I could summarize it, and if you if you want to elaborate, if you please, Mark, was to play your game. Yeah. Yeah, and, it and seems I, so simple, doesn't it? It, do, it does seem so simple. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've actually – I've been telling people this for years. I think, you know, I think obviously the top, top guys on the PJ Tour, they're on another level just like in any sport. But the next, you know, 150 aren't necessarily the most talented guys. They're the guys that know their game the best. And I've been saying that for a long, long time but not really 
living it or fully understanding what it meant until this last year. Yeah. Um, and now I really do have a grasp on that and it's, it does sound simple, but it's not. And I feel like the only way to really fully learn it, understand is to experience it. This, this idea, the, the, it's almost a cliche to tell you the truth, but when people will talk about the fact to say handling nerves, being ready to perform in the moment when everything about that's swirling around you wants to tell you to run and hide. Does it truly get easier now that you've been on that platform more often than ever? It really does. It, it's it's incredible because it just kind of happens um, almost without you, you know. It's not like you have to make a mental switch like, okay, today I'm going to be less nervous. You know, it just kind of happens as you get more comfortable being in those situations. But I think you make it happen um, by kind of doing little things, finding go-to shots. Yeah. Um, you know, really trying to, if you have a bad round, actually, this is something that I think I've done really well. Say I'm missing a cut as opposed to just doing the same thing for the last 10 holes and, you know, getting down on myself and whatever, I'll actually start trying to just hit different shots that maybe I'm uncomfortable with. So for example, like I am not a very good in terms of PJ tour standards from 40 to 70 yards. So on par fives, unless I can get to the green, I'm probably going to lay back to my number. But in a situation like that, if I'm three outside the number and I'm on 16, it's a par five, I'll ship two iron up there to 45 yards to work on it because I'm in a situation where I can, you know, it's different than just hitting a 45 yard shot on the practice green. Right. Even if I'm going to miss the cut, doing it in game plan situations where I still care, there's still people watching me. So little stuff like that does kind of make you have to pursue it, but then it kind of happens overnight. Does that make sense? It does. It, it kind of sounds like a maturity thing to me, if it just from an outsider looking at it. I guess. I mean, I don't feel any more mature. The fact that I'm 30, I feel like I'm 16 still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess from a I, – I don't know if I'd say maturity as much as I'd say sort of professional discipline. Yeah. I think I'm just more of a professional golfer than I was. I think when I came out here the first time, I was just a young, talented golfer, and now I'm a professional. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's been such a fun ride to to watch and, and to know when you're doing this well. Is this week a good one for you at the RSM because of how classic this place is, Southern Soul, and it's a huge field, and, and a lot of people get in, a lot of your buddies are in? It's just... Yeah, I think, I think it is a good week. This is a place that I've had success before. Previous to this year, I think it was – my second best finish on the PJ Tour, um, I I think I had a T17 um, in like 2016 maybe, um, and that was it was my second best finish to Puerto Rico. Obviously, this is a bigger tournament than Puerto Rico was, so I in my mind it was my best finish. So I've had success here. I really love Seaside. Uh, Seaside's a course I could play every day and not get sick of. Um, I definitely am feeling the long season right now. Um, it caught up to me a little bit last weekend. Uh, so I, I definitely, you know, I need to prioritize my rest this week. And, you know, I'm not going to overdo it practicing today. Um, but I think if I do that and I just kind of realize that I have uh, a long time off coming up and just literally leave everything out there, I think it could be a really good week. Anything special for Thanksgiving for you guys? We, so on Tuesday night after we fly back Sunday night from here yeah. and then Tuesday night we leave for Europe for a month. What? 
It's our little dream vacation, last hurrah. But you you want to sleep for twelve hours a day? How's well, this I'm going to sleep on the plane. Where are you going to go? Uh, we are going all over. We're starting in Amsterdam, uh, then we're going over to Berlin, Nuremberg, Munich, then down through Switzerland. We're going to ski in Switzerland, and then we're meeting our friends, the Sebastian oh Kaplans, God. in Bordeaux and Paris to finish. How classic is this? I know. So it's Good been you, it's dude. been my wife's dream. We always do kind of like an end of the year vacation. Um, We've typically gone to more kind of tropical places because it's the winter and, sure. you know, just sit on the beach and nap and hang yeah, out. Um, but we've, you know, we've kind of done that. We've been a lot of places. And it's always been my wife's dream to go to Europe. Um, and I love to ski and I'm not going to get to go home to Colorado this year probably. So I get the Alps instead, which isn't bad. Absolutely love it. So, uh, talk to us about your sponsors who are helping you. So, as uh, you can see, my beautiful straight-down clothing. That, yeah, I actually um, did notice it because as you were talking, I noticed that what you're wearing actually looks like it, it's made to look like a vest, but it has the sleeves yeah. on it as well. Straight Down is the logo that, that's yeah. on it. So it is a very nice Straight Down piece. is the clothing company. They're awesome. I've been working with them since since my win, and uh, I, I, I've never been happier in any clothes. I mean, they're really cool. They fit my personality, and they're comfy and Dude's stylish. A, dude's a good golfer, too, from what he I is, understand. Rally, North Carolina, yeah. yeah. So the stuff, you've got freedom of movement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 the best I've ever worn. So that's great. And then uh, Titleist, still working with Titleist. Never going to change. Love them. Awesome. So. I, we're so happy. I know I told you this, but it's an interest. It, we're so happy to see what you're doing. That you're that you're loving your life uh, and, and enjoying yourself. I hope the, the thumb continues to get better for you and, and the rest, I hope. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's worse at the end of the year than it is at the beginning. The rest will be great. Uh, no, I'm not knowing I'm not touching a club for a month is is definitely helpful. But it's just kind of one of those things that I'm I just got to manage throughout my career. You know, you might sneak a couple of beers when you're in Germany. I'm definitely gonna yeah. Really well, that's special. that's the other thing. I've been trying to eat a little bit healthy right now because I know I'm gonna put on some serious lbs. Well, and, you know, <laughs> over the, the Europe funny trip. thing is though, in fairness to that, is that. When you're in Europe, because the amount of walking that you do mm -hmm. and move, you know, I mean, just it, it's you may not. And when you have, like, for example, the beers, the Bavarian beers and so forth, where they're from these little villages, they, they're so pure that I'm not sure. And then you're going to be in France. So yeah. your red wine, I mean, I don't know. I think I think you may find Mark Hubbard might might be playing for the European Ryder Cup. Hey, I mean. I, I've always said I think the Corn Ferry Tour does an amazing job leading us into the PJ Tour, but I, I am adamant that if I ever lost my Corn Ferry card, I would go over to European Tour Q School instead, how just because cool it's, man. I mean, how fun is it over there? You're the man. We're, we're, again, we're so happy for you. Wish you the best for Thanksgiving and the holidays and your tr your travel and, and going into 2020. And Thank you. Long may it continue, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good it's to great see you. to see you. Likewise. Folks, thank you so much for your company as well on this Wednesday. It's a busy one. There's a lot going on here at the RSM Classic. We'll continue to keep you updated on everything. Tonight is a big concert. It's not the big, big concert. That's on Saturday. Tonight's a, a, a private one with uh, Darius Rucker. That's going to be amazing over at the Cloister. And everything else that's going on, we'll keep you up to speed on as the week continues to progress. When we're on the air tomorrow, we'll also be giving you live updates on what's going on from Dubai on the speaking of the European tour as that gets rolling. And, and then later on in the day, all of the coverage here, too, from the RSM Classic, of which we have it for you in Golf Channel starting at noontime 
tomorrow and Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday and on Sunday. And we'll also give you an update tomorrow as well on what's going on at the CME Group Tour Championship down in Florida to wrap up the LPGA and give you updates on featured group coverage right here from Sea Island. You guys have a great one. Bye for now.